Hello, hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Prayer this week. Uh, I'm just feeling so filled up and uh, can't wait actually for the guest, the super guest this week, to shine her light as she does in everything that she does. Dr. Petra Wells is the spiritual director of CSL Dallas and she has been since 1998. And Dr. Petra is a gifted speaker and teacher and visionary who's created a dynamic spiritual community in Dallas and empowering and transforming many, many individuals' lives. Uh, her purpose is to transform and her mission is to grow people, communities and ideas. I love this. Dr. Petra has co-authored three books with uh, Reverend Dr. Christian Sorensen and we're going to be talking about these books in a moment and is a regular contributor to the Science of Mind magazine amongst many, many other amazing things that Dr. Petra is involved with. She is here right now to inspire us on her idea of prayer. Welcome Dr. Petra to the Cosmic Prayer. It's so great to be here with you today. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. I'm really delighted that you asked and I'm happy, happy to be here with you and talk about one of my favorite topics. Oh, why is it your favorite topic? One of them? Well, because for me personally, while I have spent many, many years meditating, I had the privilege of being taught how to meditate by a monk from Paramahansa Yogananda's ashram. It's really in spiritual mind treatment, in affirmative prayer, that my deepest spiritual revelations have come. And my deepest experiences of spiritual truth have uh, um, become embedded in my consciousness. So for me, prayer isn't just for things or to experience things. My experience of a lifetime of affirmative prayer has, has changed everything for me. And I would love for other people to know about that and use it. <laughs> Uh, that's I love I love what you're saying and and I just want to ask you because there are there are a couple of ways that we can you know delve into um, spiritual mind treatment and for anybody that's watching or viewing now or later on spiritual mind treatment is the the process or the way that we pray where we know that we're not begging or asking or kind of um, pleading for an outcome out there we're changing our own idea of our own consciousness and our own awareness and as we do that we expand into the knowing of how flipping amazing we are and that it's already <laughs> here <laughs> so right. i'm just interested for you when you first when was the first time that you discovered spiritual mind treatment and how over the over the span of that time, over the, the years, how that has shifted and changed for you? How did you use it when you first start, started using it? Well, to tell you the truth, like everybody else who learns about affirmative prayer or spiritual mind treatment, my first response was, what, you're going to tell me how to pray? I don't think so. My second response was, why do I have to do it like this? Why do I have to do it in? Why do I have to do it in such a like formula? What is so important about that? Can I just pray the way that I want to pray? Well, well, clearly the way that I was praying wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget a teacher saying to me, "Look, if you were going to play the piano, the very first thing you would do is you would learn about music theory, and you would learn about scales, and you would learn how to play the specific scales." on the particular instrument 
that you are going to play because every instrument obviously has those notes in a different way. Piano, violin, flute are all very different. And so the form, spiritual mind treatment as a form is nothing more than giving a framework and a, um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to say it, a framework that allows the process of consciousness shifting to happen. So, so after I got over my, you know, I don't know, what should we call it? My arrogance that I believed that the only way I could pray was the way that I knew how to pray. Um, and I began really learning about affirmative prayer and spiritual mind treatment. Um, then the next thing I did was talk about it. And I didn't actually use it. <laughs> I talked about it. So I would say it took me a number of years to actually begin sitting down and doing the work. Uh, for me, I started, I had to start doing it out loud because doing it, it quietly in my own mind, like in a meditation process, I would just get lost. Mm -hmm. And I would start doing the process of um, ex uh, expressing what I know about the universe and expressing my sense of being a part of that and then beginning to describe the end result that I was looking for. And the next thing I know, I'm like making my shopping list and I'm thinking about what I have to do tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, 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 that's not part of my treatment. That's not part of my prayer. So, so I started doing them out loud. And that really like that forced me to stay focused on the, the spiritual work I was doing. I actually have a really dear friend who did all of her prayer work when she first started. She literally did it on the computer. She did it as stream of consciousness on the computer. And she said it was the same thing. It kept her focused on the 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 um, the process. Right. And 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 prayer is a the spiritual mind treatment that we work with is a process to shift our consciousness to move into alignment with that which is already true. And of course, as we're working with that, everything that gets in the way in our normal life gets in the way. And we have, and so that anything that helps us just stay focused with it and, and follow through on our own thought process is what then allows us to come to that place of shift in consciousness. And so, for me, starting to do it out loud began to make the difference. And um, um, and then over the years, what I have come to realize is that, well, first of all, I learned that I could do spiritual mind treatment about anything. I could do prayer about anything, not just like to manifest stuff, which when I first started, I really needed. Like I needed to be able to pay my rent and I needed to be able to get rid of some um, really deep-seated patterns and addictions, and I did a lot of healing with it. Um, but I began to realize that I could actually do this around life, my life, the kind of life I wanted to have. And so over time, the kinds of things that I would use prayer for and use spiritual mind treatment for shifted. Although, I mean, I still do it when I, you know, when I had COVID, I did spiritual mind treatment for healing. My, my wife, my daughter, my granddaughter and I all had COVID together at the same time. And we were doing a lot of spiritual mind treatment that it would be easy and pass quickly and that we would be, um, you know, fully healthy. Um, and so, so what I prayed about for, for changed. And then what I noticed that what I prayed about changed. And 
I began realizing that if I could do prayer for myself and for other individuals, that I could in fact do prayer for issues of the world. Um, and that my prayer was just as important. Um, and I can do, I could do prayer around um, um, uh, uh, my experience of cosmic consciousness. I could do spiritual mind treatment to experience more oneness. I could do spiritual mind treatment to uh, open to my intuition. Um, I began realizing that prayer wasn't just to fix things or heal things or even manifest things, but but was about really uh, opening pro a, a whole opening process for me. Um, and it was only in retrospect, looking back over a uh, really a lifetime, I've been um, using spiritual mind treatment for 40 years now, that that I realized that it's in the process of remembering truth and remembering that that's who I am, and then seeing how that would manifest if it were all aligned up, how utterly that shifted and embedded in my consciousness as spiritual identity. And that changed yeah. everything. That, that was the thing ultimately that changed everything. And I did not experience, I mean, I, I love meditating, but I did not get to that point through meditation. I got to that point through my work with spiritual mind treatment. Do you believe that meditation can support spiritual mind treatment in allowing that focus? I do. I do. Because yeah. I think ultimately that's the f most important. That's certainly how I was trained in meditation. I was trained in a very classic Eastern meditation that the fundamental purpose of meditation is to teach us how to examine what's going on in our minds and how to become aware of awareness itself. Yes. How to become conscious of consciousness itself, right? That it is fundamentally a discipline and only in the process of the discipline do we then begin to have some measure of um, control of the thoughts and feelings and bodily sensations that are distracting us, letting them pass so that consciousness begins to come to the forefront? And of course, it is in the experience of consciousness. Well, consciousness and cosmic consciousness are identical because it's consciousness yeah. right you can't parse out consciousness it's you know and so the moment consciousness and awareness become to come to really reveal themselves to us we are in that moment beginning to experience the universe the universal consciousness and and that all of that supports the discipline that's required in a prayer practice and so often yes. i do my meditation and out of that place then I go right into my spiritual mind treatment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, that's how I practice spiritual mind treatment. I mean, I know there are many times that I will go just straight into spiritual mind treatment, like we did before the, before this show here today. Mm -hmm. And yet I know also when I'm centered and grounded, then I can get to that place of doing it actually in my mind and not having to speak it out right. because I'm, I, I'm, I'm already right. In, Invo involved in that process and it's it's uh, again though the whole thing is practice the whole thing i believe the whole thing is practice yes and i just i would want to say that one of i think one of the fallacies about prayer and spiritual mind treatment is that we have to be in that place to do a spiritual mind treatment 
Right. When in fact, the purpose of a spiritual mind treatment is to get us to that place. Yes. And so if we just wait until we've done a meditation and we feel really centered to do a spiritual mind treatment, we are missing 75% of what spiritual mind treatment can do for us. Yes. Wow. Now, right. After we've done a lot of practice, then that's really beautiful. But I see too many people who are starting out in the practice and they think, well, I'm not centered enough to do a spiritual mind treatment. I'm not centered enough to do a prayer. No, 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 no. The whole point, <laughs> the whole point of the framework of the structure is to work with each of the stages until there's something within us that begins to shift and go, oh, right. Wait, I, I think that is actually true. And then we can move to the second stage and then, oh, that's right. If we work on it enough, all of a sudden there's this moment where we're like, yeah, I am a part of that. It's not just words. It's mm -hmm. not about the words, right? It's about how it lands and, and moves us into that space. And then when we can do our third stage and we're talking about describing the end result that we want to experience, right? I mean, I've been known, well, on the one hand, I've been known to do that for 45 minutes all at once because when I start out, I don't actually believe that I have it. I don't believe that's possible. And the entire work of the spiritual mind treatment of the prayer is to bring me into that alignment. And, and sometimes, quite truthfully, I have to pray over days and weeks and even months to fully embrace and accept that the things that I'm saying in my spiritual mind treatment are actually the truth with a capital T and and my experience of that truth demonstrated in the particular way that I am working with it. Um, and so that is the point of the process. The point of the process, right, is to move us into that place. And um, and so, yeah, the best time to do spiritual mind treatment, in my opinion, um, or or the most useful time um, when we're first starting to practice is to do our spiritual mind treatment when we don't feel it. As yes. we grow, Laura, as you said, there comes that point where it becomes so part of our daily practice, meditation and spiritual mind treatment, that we would never consider not doing it. And that, yeah, that's just a mind-bogglingly amazing practice. And I, as you're speaking and sharing all of this, my mind is going to Dr. Ernest Holmes because the, you know, the revelation of this technique of prayer, of spiritual mind treatment is, I, I could study this, you know, how he came up with this, how he understood really what Jesus was about, what Jesus um, was teaching in a, in a, in a very undefined way and yet he was showing he was showing us that we can use ourselves we can be the vessel for allowing consciousness or for allowing our understanding of consciousness opening up and i really love what you have just said about you know this can take weeks or months or yes. even years because we're not there's a lot online there's you know i, I i'm i'm kind of od'd with this word manifesting for me it's like well yes we manifest we're manifestors things life is manifesting itself in every moment and yet to really shift our consciousness that's a whole different thing that's right. like not just waiting for something to drop from the sky yes it's it's actually opening up to be in another perspective of our lives another yes. 
experience of our lives. And yeah. that takes work mm -hmm. to do that. It's not just a quick fix, is it? Although no. it can. I mean, things, I mean, I'm not suggesting things don't happen just like that. But I mean, right. But without the shift, without the shift in consciousness, you have to keep manifesting those quick fixes. Yes. Right. That's yeah. the, that's the, the sort of the growing stage of our understanding is that at first, like, as I said, when I first started doing spiritual mind treatment, I did actually need the thousand dollars to pay the rent. Yeah. And I did actually need to fix the, you know, the, the, the really horrific beliefs that I had created out of an abusive family so that I would stop uh, manifesting, you know, terrible relationships. I really did actually, and I needed them quickly. Um, but ultimately we recognize that it's no longer about manifesting things. It is about consciously participating in the co-creative process. I had somebody ask the other day, well, if I'm in the oneness, why would I, why would I need to do a manifestation? Why would I, why would I, why would I just not want to live in the oneness? And the point is we can't help but manifest. We're constantly creating our lives. So so we tend to hear that word and i love what you said oh deed on manifest the word manifestation laura i love that like i'm like so over it oh for me right? it's alchemy alchemy you know this is within this is a shift and a transformation within me i'm not waiting to manifest things Ma manifestation is happening all the time right. And every right and that's the point right manifestation is the automatic nature of the universe and we're constantly manifesting we're constantly creating what this does is allows us to engage with that consciously, deliberately, and move beyond the idea that that any one particular thing is going to make us happy, but it's shifting our consciousness into that whole other idea. And ultimately, that is shifting our consciousness into our spiritual identity. Beautiful. I, I want to continue with this. And I, I before we do that, though, I'd really love Diego to pop on the video that um, that we have of Dr. Petra talking about consciousness from her perspective, I think very recently. Quoted by Thomas Troward, quoted by Ernest Holmes, quoted by Sri Aurobindo. There's a powerful Hindu concept which modern physics, quantum physics is beginning to suspect is completely true. That ancient Hindu concept is metaphorically represented in this statement. Consciousness sleeps in the rocks, waves in the grass, moves in the animals, and awakens in the human being. And we recognize that it awakens anywhere where self-consciousness begins to evolve, where self-consciousness begins to emerge. And our ancient Hebrew mystics from 5,000 years ago recognized and understood this truth when they said, we are made in the image and likeness. Actually, it's reported that God said, let us make us in our image and likeness. A recognition that the one infinite reality is so big that it takes gods to begin to point at the infinite nature of the one. 
and that we collectively are made in the image and likeness. Not that God is made in our image and likeness. Not that God was represented by a person named Jesus, but the recognition of the Christ consciousness, that one, real, that realization of the one infinite. And you see the entire flow of evolution, the 13.8 billion years that it's taken to get us here, has been for the purpose of consciousness to evolve an organ in which consciousness could begin to see itself and be itself self-aware. You and me, and wherever self-awareness is emerging on our planet or in the galaxies. Um, oh, thank you so much for that. And that, that's just a reminder. I think a reminder to the question of the, uh, the individual that asked you, why would, why would I want to bother trying to manifest when I'm already one? Because we are a divine expression of the divine. And I see it that our, our mandate is to open up and to allow our soul to evolve back home to that place that it knows where we can be that expression, that greater expression of ourselves right here and now on planet Earth. And why would we want to live a lesser expression? Right, right. And I think that's what it means when we say we're light workers, um, we're bringers of light, we are we're raising consciousness on the planet. Right, because it is from that place where we recognize that we are consciousness revealing itself and experiencing itself as an individual. Up until a self-awareness, consciousness is creating in a sort of generic macrocosmic way. Um, and um, uh, t again, it's Thomas Troward who I quoted, right, who says, you know, this is this is what comes out of the Hindus in the early in the early under stages of evolution. Life doesn't actually care about a particular tree. It just cares that trees continue to flourish and evolve, right? It cares about species and life growing. It's in the moment of self-awareness that consciousness goes, oh, wow, this is a creative thing that's happening here. Now I can participate in that, which is, of course, our ability to choose. And we're creating every single time we choose. Every yeah. time we are manifesting and creating something. There, we don't turn that on in a prayer. We don't, right? What we, what we want to do is to ask ourselves, am I manifesting and creating from the deepest truth of who I am? From the deepest truth of what I know to be true about life? And from the deepest truth of the contribution that I, as that individualized manifestation of the one, can actually contribute? Right. And for each of us, that's different. You might contribute. You're contributing it here doing doing a show like this. This is a significant contribution. And I know we have lovely Diego in the background who's contributing by doing the technology, which would be a disaster if I had to do that. <laughs> it would be a complete I mean. <laughs> disaster. Right. But that's a contribution. And we and when we are awakening to this co-creative fact, then we stop having to where what we stop creating out of our human littleness, we start creating about out of that greater identity. 
and now we can we can actually contribute something that is mind-bogglingly important and valuable which is to evolve humanity in a way that the universe has evolved creation for life right we're now evolving human consciousness with every choice we make every alignment that we every time we do prayer and we do alignment we're evolving that consciousness at so, least that's what i believe oh <laughs> and so it is <laughs> and it came to me a couple of weeks ago that spiritual mind treatment is 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 a creation story like every time I say a spiritual mind treatment, I'm 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 participating in the creation story of yes. of this life because yeah. I I I get to 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 really bring myself into a pinpointed place of knowing who I am and and what God is and who I am and I may not know that all the time. I right. mean, there are times when I lose the thread of that because I'm. We're all human. I'm a human being. Oh, I never do. I never so. get angry. I'm never judgmental. <laughs> I'm never distracted. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I've got Anybody a lot of work to do then. lying through their teeth. <laughs> I was swearing at my daughter this morning, or about her. But of anyway. Course. <laughs> of course. Of course. So we need, our, we need our work to re- you know, re kind of re-engage, re-center, re-remember. Yeah. What am I creating here? Am I creating a loving engagement with my daughter? Am I creating a loving environment? Am I right? Exactly. So it's here, it's here. The work is always here and here. Right. When I think of consciousness, it's head and heart as a wholeness. I did do a spiritual mind treatment afterwards. <laughs> After I got myself into that place for about an hour, it was like, yes. oh, okay, yes. now's yes. the time to pray on this or to pray as this, knowing this, yes. knowing the truth of this situation. Right. You know. I love that. So oh, that's where we get that, the, Laura. Yeah, because that's what, I mean, if I didn't, then there'd be something wrong with me there because it's like, okay, I don't have permission to, to go into that all the time, but I do have permission to really understand that I can come back to prayer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how important that is and how much that recenters yeah. and moves things forward and continues to create that outcome of a spiritually grounded life, which is, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest manifestation I can imagine. Right. Well, who wouldn't yes. want to manifest that? Who wouldn't want to be continually working to create a spiritually grounded life? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. So let's talk about your books. I'm excited about the three books that you have written with uh, Reverend Dr. Christian Sorensen. Yes. And they are I love what I love about these books is that they all begin with one beautiful word, joy. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It takes away that edge of, of uh, this is hard work. This is ha yes. this has to be a slog and this has to be a, an experience of work that's that I'm going to have to use my brain and oh, joy. Because ultimately, do you believe that's that is why we're here to experience our life as joy? I love the quote from Sri Aurobindo that Ernest Holmes uh, repeats in many ways in the science of mind. Uh, Sri Aurobindo uh, says that um, creation is for the delight of the divine. 
I do not subscribe to the school of thought that we are here to learn lessons, work out karma, um, um, heal from past things. I think all of those things do happen. We, we have, you know, we, we, we are engaged in those things, but that ultimately creation, all of creation, including the creation of an organ that can experience consciousness and make choices consciously, that it is about the delight of the divine. Otherwise, really, honest to God, why would, you know, sunsets be so beautiful, sex so great, and babies so cute? I mean, really, what, <laughs> we, why would we get so In that order. Yeah. <laughs> and why wouldn't we get so much joy out of when we're passionately engaged in building a business that we believe like what you're doing here that you believe in this you know what you're this program or an art or um you know a business that's going to employ a whole boatload of people or create sustainability on the planet right and all of that creation even in the midst of the creation creative process there's there's joy in the using of our faculties and the giving of our gifts and there's joy in the in the in the in the intimacy of friendship and really being with people that you know there's that kindred spirit and um in i don't know how to pronounce the danish word in german it's called gemütlich and it's that it's that atmosphere of you know all of that and and why why would we think the life would be about anything less than that yes of course we have experiences that are less than that but that's what calls our spiritual work forward to, and so, yeah, so Christian and I had a lot of conversation about what we wanted to do and 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 joy became the the sort of guiding idea. The whole point is to create lives in which we experience our joy. This does not mean there's not effort. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. we don't, you know, sweat occasionally. It doesn't mean that we don't bring all of our faculties to bear on something. Mm -hmm. But the point is to have delight in it. And to stop yes. feeling ourselves flawed and broken. We are not flawed and broken. We're not. The spiritual truth of who we are has never been damaged. And, and that's the place we want to come from, not out of hubris or better than, because not only is that true about us, that's true about every single other person too. So it's not about superior or, you know, or arrogant, any of that. It's a recognition of who and what we really are. So I love that you love that because we love that too. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I wonder if Diego could pop up the images for us here so that people can see that these books are on Amazon and they're easy. They're actually journals. They're journals, right? They're journals. Yeah, we the I, I love that because it's we can participate in our own uh, growth with these with this kind of work. Yes, we yes. have the first one was the Joyous Freedom Journal. The second one is this joyous living journal. And then the third one was is the a joyous abundance journal. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so different areas. And because that's each time it was like, okay, what's up? What's up in our own lives? What might be of value to people? And so freedom, right? The freedom to create, the freedom to be ourselves. That that, And so often we are afraid of that. And we think it'll be judged or it was judged somewhere along the line in our childhood or whatever, yes. right? The joyous freedom to be the truth of who we are, not only spiritual beings and that oneness made manifest, but then also the unique individual that we are. 
There they are. There are the three, yeah, right? There they are. There they Beautiful. are. And and um and each one of them has, you know, some inspiration, but then there's a there's a place to journal in it to write your thought about it. Like, what do I think about this? How, you know, how could I take this up? Um, and then an affirmation for the day. So they each have 365 um, uh, pieces in them. And it was really a joy to write and a, and a joy to work with um, and to do these projects. That's beautiful. And I, I want to thank you for, for bringing them into our experience, into my experience. I'm going to, I'm going to look at them a bit more and order one of them and get going on it. Because I think there's no greater thing than to actually sit down and self-inquire in a really positive and powerful way. Mm-hmm. And that's part of spirit, that's a huge part of spiritual growth is to, I think for many it can be, oh, I'll do that, I'll do that, yeah, okay, next week, yeah, okay. We have to make a commitment, don't we, in order to have this growth. To pray, it means actually, well, do it. Just do it. (laughs) Right. And to do it consistently and regularly. And sometimes to do it when you're even not even sure, well, what shall I do it about? You know, again, I reflect on one, this, I occasionally get the comment, you know, I'm doing my, I'm doing my meditation and I'm now in the oneness. Why should I even do spiritual mind treatment? What do, what I need to manifest about? I have three prayer partners. We talk every week and I promise you that we never, ever have, have a day where we say, I don't have, I don't have a request. I don't have a prayer request. No. Right, and it's from everything from I want to show up as a good leader at CSL Dallas through the pandemic to, yeah. uh, you know, I I um, am imagining that uh, my you know working with my uh, granddaughter and her growth and and my partner, my wife, who's you know illness or you know I mean there's just there like if for everything sometimes it's just pure gratitude. I'm having a snapshot. I call it take a mantle snapshot. I'm having one of those snapshot moments. Everything in my life is flowing. I feel like a lot of things have come to the forefront. They've come together. I'm like, I'm in the flow. Let's just do a spiritual mind treatment just on gratitude and how amazing all of this is coming together. I mean, I've never not (laughs) had something that I wanted to do spiritual work about, but it's a practice. It's a disciplined practice and to just start doing it. Um, you know, it's like exercise. We can think about it. We can talk about it. We can yeah. intellectualize about it. We can know yeah. how important it is. That's all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to do it. And, and, then we and have let me to just, and let me also say too, which I think is really important. Keep starting. Mm. Just keep starting. Right. You do it for a few days and then you don't. And then you do it for a few weeks and then you don't. And you do it for a month or two and then you don't. And you do it and you do it for I mean, I know when I when my son was born. I, I don't I don't think I actually sat down and meditated and did a spiritual mind treatment for probably nine months after he was born. He was very, very, very colicky baby. It was very challenging. I was mostly on my own. And 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 so I just restarted. Right. And I think that. We think, well, if I didn't do it yesterday, yeah. well, somehow I've, whatever, right? Just keep restarting, and the, and and it becomes not only a habit, but it's like, I don't know, it's like you know when Jesus said, "Drink of the living waters." Man, that's what spiritual mind treatment is for me. I, it's feel, it, we're drinking of the living waters of spiritual truth, 
And so just come back to it and no shame, no blame. We all have moments and days and weeks yeah. and months and even years when we're not doing it as regularly. No shame, no blame. Just start again, really. And it, it, it will it yes. will continue to grow. Because there's nothing and nobody judging us in that moment and starting whenever we whenever we enter into prayer we we're at we're in we're at the beginning we're yes. in the beginning starting again so i want to ask you this question because i know that um for me i know that i have been taught and that there are two you know there are two ways of in that realization uh phase or stage that we can argue through it and we can realize it or we can do a combination of both. Do you believe, I mean, which one for you, if any, has been the most um, profound, have you had the most profound experience of prayer or do you not kind of, is there no line between the two? Because I know when I've gone into spiritual mind treatment and, and argumentative treatment, when I I didn't do that for a long time. I was always just realizing, realizing. And then one day I thought, hang on a minute. There are things I'm, I'm not quite obviously in line with here or open to. I'm going to go into this argumentative way of, of, of treating. And it was very powerful for me. Yes, really I, I, I love that. I love that you say that, Laura, because I use them both. I use them interchangeably. I use them based on exactly what you said how fully do i actually already believe this if i'm already in a place where i'm like yeah this is good i'm just going to juice the seed i'm just going to juice the mental equivalent that i'm creating with my spiritual mind treatment then it's a realization treatment because i'm already there what i'm doing is putting some very clear intentionality around it some clear co-creative um engagement with it but if it's something that I'm having a little bit of a, mm -hmm, I don't know, and how's this going to work out? And I'm not really sure I'm, you know, I'm up to it and, and all of that. Um, then the argumentative treatment really reminds me of why I can say this is true. Mm. And I expect this to, you know, come out this way. And so, you know, so I think of it as a little bit, you know, like we have in our toolbox, we have a Phillips head screwdriver. And we yeah. have a straight head screwdriver. Oh, I love this. What okay. do we say? One screwdriver is better than the other? No, we use the tool for whatever is, you know, whatever is needed. We could even go so far as to say we have a screwdriver and a hammer. Yeah. If all you do is walk around with a hammer, what's this saying? Everything looks like a nail. Some of them are actually screws. Screws. <laughs> <laughs> they need a screwdriver. Hello. Right. And so this whole argument about, oh, when you're really spiritual, all we do is realization treatment and we don't really have to, I just think that's all nonsense. Um, oh, I've never heard that, actually. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yes. Um, well, I, I will get there anyhow. <laughs> I, think we have to, you, I think we have to use both techniques. Yeah. And, and sometimes, and especially if we have doubt or if we yes. have our own uncertainty, um there you know like everybody has certain areas of our life we just get like for me i know that i'm always abundantly supplied that that has i've never questioned that so anytime i did, i do treatment around abundance then it's always from that realization place now relationships that's an entirely different story <laughs> 
entirely different story. And so I often, if I'm working, well, when I first started working on years ago, I started working on him in a healthy relationship because clearly I had no clue as to what that looked like. And, and I had all kinds of false beliefs. I had the way my parents looked. I had lots of evidence that, you know, my relationships just were, were terrible. And I was the reason why they were terrible. And so I did a lot of argumentative treatment. No, love is the truth of my being. Yes. And it is coming, it is showing up. And I'm attracting out of love. I, I deny that I'm continuing to attract out of an old pattern that i'm cutting that pattern off i'm saying no right i mean i had to do that work really yeah seriously because in relationship i didn't know i like it wasn't in that place of oh yeah i get this and so you know i'm pretty passionate about this idea that that we that want i i'm very passionate about a, a, the idea that there's only one way to do spirituality or that it's more spiritual to allow spirit to move through us than it is to declare our truth or it's more spiritual to create. And we, you know, I, I, it, we're all different. We're all different parts of our spiritual process and our spiritual growth. And what we're facing is different for each of us and how we take it up. And I think it's really important that we have a lot of different tools in our toolkit. Oh, I'm, I don't know where to begin with that because there's so many questions I have, just responses and highlights from what you've just said. And I, I, I'm, I'm really grateful that you've, that I asked that question and that you've responded in the way and answered in that way, because we're all on this amazing adventure at the place where we're at. I mean, sometimes I hear, I, I do hear, I mean, I have never heard that about, you know, the argumentative <laughs> process not being formula not being as um, observed as correct you know in the spiritual community and we're all doing the best that we can and for some even to sit down and and start praying or to start meditating or to start accepting this um, the, 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 this idea of oneness you know we all begin where we begin and we I think as a as a movement um, science of mind um we have this opportunity now to reach people where they are not yes. where we think they should be yes where they are and sometimes that means just going right back to basics and allowing what is and making prayer as simple as possible so that anyone can take part and empower themselves and transform their lives Yes. Yeah. I could not agree with that more. And even to the point of sometimes we're not ready for prayer. Sometimes we're so in it that all we can do is an affirmation. If that's all yes. you can do, just start there. Just to give yourself a, a something to grab onto so that the brain doesn't keep spinning out on the whatever yes. has, you know, that we've spun out on. And then we can move into, okay, I think maybe now I can actually like try to get my mind around doing a spiritual mind treatment around this um yes I, I i really believe that it's really important it's important and it's it's important for folks that are new to science of mind it's also important for those of us who've been around for a long time we can we can forget our basics and yeah. become i think a so esoteric that yeah that we forget that when you know when in those moments where where we have forgotten who we are, there are a whole plethora of tools. 
that we can use. And um, spiritual mind treatment then, sometimes it can be a very uh, short and concrete and I'm, I'm, you know, it's like an extended affirmation. And other times it's this, it, we move ourselves into this space of realization where we're hanging mm -hmm. out with, you know, the consciousness of truth. And both are equally as valuable. And, and where people are, that's where they are, right? That's where they're starting. And that's, I'm sorry, I got distracted there for a moment. That's okay. Um, and, and that, you know, that's so, and, and you know, and I have a lot to say about this. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think that compassion is so important. Having compassion for ourselves and for others to really have compassion for where we're at, what's going on being you know discipline does not mean ungentle mm -hmm. we so often think of discipline as punishment i'm going to make myself do it <laughs> well i am going to yeah. make myself do it but i can make myself do it compassionately instead of in some you know kind of angry way or 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 painful way um, that discipline can be very, very compassionate. Really, Petra, I love you enough. I'm going to sit you down right now, and we're going to have a moment of spiritual realization about this thing, whatever this thing. I mean, I say that to myself sometimes. No, no, we're going to just sit down here for a minute because you've spun out on something, whatever it is. And, and that can be done very, and so we can do that with others and be very compassionate with wherever they're at. We've all been there. That's the other thing is, oh my God, when I see that in someone else, I'm like, oh, oh, I recognize that. Oh, oh my gosh, I can, you know, I can feel the feeling and I can put myself like right back there and I know how that feels and I'm so, and I, I'm so sorry that you're having that experience, right? I don't say that out loud, but I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I so, and right when we can do that, like there's such compassion because we've been that person before. We've and we've been, not been taught, have we? Sorry, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. It's just, Go. we've not been taught, you know, as, as, as a collective to have compassion for ourselves, especially when it comes to religion, faith, spirituality. Uh, there are so many kind of unsaid rules and rituals and boundaries and how it should be and how it shouldn't be that when it comes to this idea that we can sit down or stand up and be within ourselves and cultivate this beautiful connection that is already always here and not have to do it from a place of fear from love that's a whole other idea for us to to bring into our hearts, isn't it? And for some that, it takes time. It for me, I know it took time. Like you said, it took time to, mm -hmm. to get to that place of, this is okay, I can love myself in this. I, there's no one watching me saying, you know, make it better, make it stronger, make it work. It's in my own time. Right. Well, I grew yeah. up Roman Catholic and i can tell you that when i was we let's see i was 13 we moved into a house after my mother remarried we moved into a house and i remember standing in my new bedroom wondering which corner the eye of god was and literally feeling like i was perpetually being watched and judged mm -hmm. and 
what a what a place to be in and of course that was also a not only religious, but also, you know, very Germanic family and um, very much, you know, why did you get the A minus in the middle of all the A's and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And to really find that place of compassion. And so, and, and, and part of that compassion is not only can I love myself, but I can learn who I am. So for me, one of the places where I have really connected to the oneness and really embodied the first stage of spiritual mind treatment, which is the recognition that there is this oneness and some truths about it, which I'm now gonna use in the prayer. I found them not on the meditation cushion I, or even in spiritual mind treatment or even in my classes. I found them walking in nature. Yes. Right? Yes. And that was like, that was eye opening because it felt like what I was being taught was you must meditate and you must do spiritual mind treatment. Well, I, I wanted to do those things, but there was this whole piece missing. Mm -hmm. And I know other people, they find that flow, the flow that comes in spiritual mind treatment when we're really, really in the flow of it, they find it on their yoga mat. And that's so, it's so, it opens something and it's so transferable. Right. And we're we're visual people, we're audio people and we're kinesthetic people. Those are all the ways in which we engage. Right. So I am both a kinesthetic and audio person are my two primary modes of learning. So why did doing spiritual mind treatment out loud work for me? Because I was hearing my own treatment and it kept me on track. Right. Right. Why did why did walking in nature work for me? Because I'm kinesthetic. Okay. So I was moving my body experiencing it and I was experiencing it. And so if we can also have compassion for the fact that, I mean, I also have a, a great, I have a challenge when somebody says, I'm going to teach you a this way to do it. And if you will do it this way, it'll change your life and you must do it. You must follow it. Well, that's what worked for that person. Give me an outline. Give me a, like, that's what spiritual by treatment is. It's kind of an outline of how to shift consciousness but then we find our own entrance into it based on, you know, and again, I think of that as a compassionate stance to recognize that I am actually a unique, I'm unique. And so I am going to engage. I, I like the tools, like just like I like learning how to play the scales, but I might improv when I finally get to improv. I might improv jazz. You learn the scales. You start playing Bach and Beethoven and then you start improving rock and roll. It's, it's all music, yeah. right? And it's all, and but that music comes out of us and, and yet the tool is the same. The instrument and the scales, those are the same. And yet we then enter into it from our own selves. And what I'm hearing is that um, we are each unique divine expressions of the one. And so it's never going to be the same for anybody and I'm, I mean here people have come on to the cosmic prayer beautiful teachers leaders um, musicians and everybody has their own idea of what yes. prayer is and what's you know Ava came on six months ago and she danced her way through <laughs> through prayer and it was like yes this is how Ava experiences is the oneness uh, for herself 
it feels as if we're allowing ourselves to know what Ernest Holmes created and to now take it even one stage further and to come away from a doctrine of how spiritual mind treatment should be, let's do it in our individualistic ways. Let's pray in the way where we feel, where we feel it. Because for yes. him, he felt it in a certain way and taught it in a certain way. And that's how we've been taught as practitioners and ministers right. to, to come into it from this way. But we can expand into our well, own joy of it. Yes. I love it. It's like playing yes. with and, it. And, and playing with it. And the, the, uh, the structure itself is so powerful. It's like the yeah. structure of scales. And you know that if you change the sharps and flats, you're going to have a minor scale. You're going to, it's going to sound different. You're going to have a major scale. That's going to sound different. You use it in different ways, but the structure is the same. And so you can dance a spiritual mind treatment as much as you can paint it or walk it or sing it or speak it or right. And as, and, and so some people, they are very flowery, very flowery in their prayers. They're very, and other people are like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not that flowery. So then they don't want to say it. Right. But what if you're, what if you're going to use science? What if you're going to use your spiritual mind treatment in your spiritual mind treatment, you're going to talk about the quantum field and the matrix mm -hmm. and how one mm -hmm. and how much that's the oneness and recognizing that I am the place where the particle is popping in. Right. You can mm -hmm. do that. Why, why does it have to be religious language, spiritual language? It's another way of entering into it from our own uniqueness. So I use a lot of nature metaphors. I use a lot of science metaphors. I use very little spiritual language. I use very, I use no biblical scripture at all. I actually seldom use, I, I occasionally use a phrase from Ernest Holmes or Emerson, some of the people that I've read a lot, but it's, but it's science and um, nature that, that make it real for me. And that's the point. What makes it real for us, this work we're doing to shift consciousness? How do we make it real? That's the whole point. That's the whole point. We have to make what we're saying to ourselves or experiencing, to, we're, we have to make it real. The moment it makes it real. And I loved what you said, Laura, I'm stealing it. Spiritual mind treatment is like the beginning of a creation story. Yes. I, I had uh, to get that, to that place in me of, I had to work that one through and sit with it and understand the brilliance of Ernest Holmes. It's like, wow, he's taken us back to the creation story yes. with a spiritual mind treatment. Yes. This is yes. another show though, because I'm aware that we've got five minutes left. Okay. Diego <laughs> is, um, you know, thank you, Diego, for, for being here and for being present, and for, for putting the flow of the banners and the pictures and everything for Dr. Petra on the Cosmic Prayer. We're on New Thought Media Network, and I know that you have loved this experience watching it. I have absolutely so totally inspired by dr peter wells who i really would love to come back and talk about science and prayer so oh, i'd love to that's like that was on my list we did we only just reached it at the end um here's the website for csl dallas mm -hmm. and i know that dr petra and her wife karen fry dr Car reverend karen have a thriving community uh, over so many years sharing their their gifts of um 
of knowing of spirituality and science of mind and new thought and bringing it to their community and i'm sure their community is absolutely in love i'm sure they are just in love with everything you do because if i lived in dallas i would be there <laughs> listening to you every week but now i'm online i found you online so that's it there's no excuse, Laura. so i'm gonna ask you dr petra and by the way, I must just say, if you're listening and you love New Thought Media Network, there is a donate button underneath because we know the law of reciprocity is working. And when we're giving, we are actually, we're showing our prosperity by being in that flow and activating it. So the link is down below, newthoughtmedia.org. Feel free to connect with your heart and, and, and ask yourself, has this fed me spiritually today? And if it's a yes, be bold <laughs> and donate. And Dr. Petra, I would love to invite you to uh, speak a spiritual mind treatment right now. Great, I would yeah. love to do that. Would about anything in, about anything in particular? Whatever is on your heart, in your heart, whatever you feel right now after this conversation. Well, I will tell you that um, one of my primary spiritual mind treatment practices right now is to treat for humanity's awakening. Um, there seems to be a number of things that we need to wake up to, the climate, the, the, uh, what we're doing with the climate and with inequity and social injustice. Um, and so I would make that the uh, focus of my spiritual mind treatment. Does that work for you, Laura? Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. So we just invite us. You can close your eyes if you choose. It's not required. You don't have to, but it helps certainly helps me um, stay present and centered. So just inviting us to take that first centering breath. And as I feel that breath bringing me to center, that center that is everywhere, that has no circumference, the infinite nature of the one, that transcendent mystery, that ultimate reality from which all creation flows. The impulse of life is forever moving into creation and that impulse is spirit, the divine, seeking to express itself with delight and joy and fullness. And what I recognize about this one infinite reality is that it is consciousness and it is the consciousness behind all of creation. And that consciousness has found its place of awakening in myself in Laura, in Diego, in each and every person who listens to this show, each and every being, human being, self-aware being on this planet or anywhere in the galaxy. So I turn my attention right now to humanity, to the human beings that share this beautiful blue jewel planet Earth. And I recognize that humanity is a place where consciousness is evolving and growing 
where consciousness is becoming aware of itself through me and through each and every one of us. And because I know this is the truth, how effortless it is to affirm that that consciousness is awakening to itself, awakening to the co-creative power, awakening to the outcome of choices, awakening to the recognition that some choices actually are more in alignment with life, with love, with peace, with joy, with growth, with beauty. And that as consciousness reveals itself in this awakening, these choices are made in alignment with spiritual truth, spiritual awareness, regardless of any religion or tradition or spirituality or not. In alignment with life, life for life, love for love, growth for growth, joy for joy, that it is the awakening of consciousness within each and every human being, within humanity as a whole, especially, especially in our leaders, political leaders, business leaders, environmental leaders, social justice leaders, leaders of thought, leaders everywhere. Awakening to the power of choice, awakening to the co-creative process and awakening to this impress and impulse of life and love. And that it is for the delight of the divine. And so I recognize and realize the emerging awakening that results in more equity around the planet, in care for our environment, in a restoration of so many ways and places for the planet to recenter, resettle, for our climate to rest in a good balance for people to be cared for, nourished, have enough food and shelter and more than enough to express their own lives. How good it is to know that this is the automatic and natural outcome of spirit revealing itself in, through, and as each one of us. And so as I declare for this awakening, I declare for the visible results and the guidance, the intuition, the intelligence that gets us from here to there. Releasing any need to know how, releasing any need to know what, I simply rest in the calm confidence and the assurance that this is in fact happening right now, right now in consciousness. It is already done. And the manifestation is in fact assured. It is guided by love guided by intelligence, guided by wisdom, divine right action is taking place. And because I know this, I have deep gratitude. I have such gratitude to know that this is happening and this is the creative word which the law not, must now make manifest. Grateful to know that it is already so. I let it go. I let it be. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week 
for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.